Hey, welcome to Business Breakthroughs. I'm your host, Neil DiPinio. So glad you could be here with us today. We have a great guest uh, that you're going to really enjoy today. She's a leadership coach. Uh, she's also an author. She wrote the book, Confessions from a Recruiter. So obviously, she uh, has something to do with recruiting. We're going to get into that just a little bit here in a bit. From Unicorn Recruitment and Career Services, please welcome Jamie Schmidt, a.k.a. The Unicorn Coach. Jamie, welcome so much to the show. Oh, thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. Fantastic. So you got you have the unicorns behind you. Um, you are, a, from what we were talking about earlier, kind of a lifelong unicorn uh, collector, really. I am, yes. So um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about my fitness background, but um, I've always had a title of unicorn coach or recruiter uh, pretty much since I started in the industry. So nice. um, it seems natural to... Uh, you name my business that and people just kind of gift me unicorns now so you can see the assortment of that behind <laughs> I, I love it isn't it amazing like when you when you like find something that really works for you people just kind of mm -hmm. they all come out of the woodwork and they want to support you with that type of thing you know and all these little trinkets and stuff that, <laughs> that's really cool but really the unicorn coach we, there's a meaning behind that whole thing we're right. gonna get into that in just a little bit but before we get into the business side of everything let's find a little out a little bit about jamie jamie tell us a little bit about, about, about yourself yeah, so I um, I actually had a degree in psychology. I came out of college and fell into recruiting, which if you talk to any seasoned recruiter, they will tell you none of us thought we would ever be doing this. We just all woke up one day and found ourselves recruiting candidates um, and filling jobs. So found myself recruiting. I was recruiting in an agency format. Um, so recruiting IT positions, high level technical positions, and I was a psych major. So learning a new language. Um, and then over the course of my career, I, I did a mix of agency and in-house. Obviously, now I'm on my own, uh, but I I was also a fitness coach on the side, and I coached uh, the aerial arts, so circus. Nice. And, so aerial arts, like climbing down things, climbing up stuff. That's yeah. That's, yeah. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Um, so I, what I'm really interested to find out, and I think our listeners would be too, is like, how does that translate, you know, being a fitness coach into doing what you're doing right now? So I was working both, um, you know, had that passion for fitness and the aerial arts, and it was a hobby, hobby job, and was recruiting. And, you know, I'm coaching men and women who uh, you know, couldn't climb the rope in gym class and had never ran or worked out a day in their life to climb 20, 30 feet in the air. And I could do that easier than I could get an IT manager to hire a technical professional. And I had to sit back and think, okay, well, what, what am I doing differently that I can get people to climb and build this incredible strength and have confidence in themselves, but I can't get people to hire or you know, I'm not getting people through job interviews when I was an agency recruiter. And um, really it was the leadership aspect and the self-awareness and the emotional intelligence that I was coaching into my candidates it was giving them the confidence that they could overcome these mental barriers um, and it was all communication. And I looked back at how I was communicating with, you know, I'm young, I'm out of college, and I'm working with IT managers and C-level executives that have 30 plus years more than me. And it was our communication. And it was how mm. I was communicating to them um, that I, I realized I had to change what I was doing. I had to communicate at their level and get through to them. Um, so by, you know, enhancing my own self-awareness of what I was doing, I was able to coach them through the interview and hiring processes. 
Okay. So you're talking, um, now again, you do both uh, coaching for the person who's the potential employee as well as for that business and everything. And you talk about communication. So how did that work out? You talk ab- about, you know, trying to communicate in a way that they would understand uh, and, and connect. So walk me through what that would look like. So, um, you know, through the course of this, I'm obviously taking personality tests. I'm a giant leadership coach, so I could tell you my personality and communication style. Um, but I learned how I was communicating and I had to understand how they were communicating and what their pain points were and their challenges. So their challenges were, I need, you know, an IT architect to design my infrastructure, or I need a database architect right now. And it was urgent and it was priority. And as a recruiter, you know, you're taught to ask all of these questions that they didn't understand why I was asking the questions, right? Mm -hmm. They didn't understand why I needed to know what the career progression was for this person because they were in the here and now. And you know, my personality type is I'm thinking five steps into the future. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking as a recruiter, I'm hiring you someone today that you need to work for you for the next three to five years. And then what does that capacity look like for them and for you? Right. So it was tailoring my approach to say, okay, here, I understand what you need from a technical aspect and I know you need it yesterday. But here's why I'm asking the questions I'm asking. And here's what we're going to be able to do. And I was able to give them kind of that big picture um, by having the awareness that I wasn't communicating why I was asking the questions that I was. Okay. That makes a lot of sense because, I mean, you know, they're looking for somebody who has the skills to do the job, but the person who's looking for the job, they may possess the skills, but they're really also looking about you know, their lives. I mean, they, their, their careers, you know, and, and what does life look like outside of the job, that type of thing, correct? Right. Yes. And, you know, you have candidates that that's what they're looking for, right? They're looking for culture. They're, they already know that they have the tech skills to do the job because they wrote the job description and they applied, right? So- mm-hmm. They're thinking about, you know, here, here's where I'm going to be in the next couple of years. What does that look like for me? And hiring managers are thinking, here's what I need right now to stop the bleed in my organization. Um, right. So it was meshing those communication styles. And, you know, in-house, I'm coaching the hiring managers. You know, here's how you need to ask these questions. And here's how you need to think differently so that we're not just focused on here and now and the tech skills. We're creating runway and you're creating retention in your team and career progression and succession planning by asking some of these good questions up front. Yeah, and I mean, and, and that's super important for an employer too, because uh, obviously you want to keep an employee. It costs more money to replace a, uh, uh, an employee than it does to actually keep them. So you want to make sure if you get good people, you're figuring out ways to keep them. So in the process, you're talking about communication. You're talking to the uh, potential employer and how they can ask the right questions and how to formulate those questions and everything. Now, are you doing the same thing uh, with the, that potential employee so that they can maybe structure their um, – a presentation or their 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 interview in a way that that person would understand as well. Correct. Yes. So with candidates as well, I'm I'm putting them through a communication assessment, and we're doing some coaches that they have awareness too of how they're communicating, um, and they're also learning how other people communicate by understanding how they're communicating. Right. So if you mm-hmm. understand, you know, I understand that I speak five years in the future. Um, and I understand now that this person's asking me about my past or the here and now, I now know how to redirect myself, right? And mm-hmm. bring myself back to the present. So I'm coaching on both ends. Um, so what you see is really productive communication 
between two people that know each other, met each other for the first time in an interview are spending maybe a couple hours max um, in technical skill sets that just typically aren't you know, your IT, your engineers, your supply chain. You know, no one's really promoted because they're an excellent communicator, right? They're promoted because they're really great in their profession and their technical skills. Um, mm -hmm. so, I, you know, I'm helping them bridge that gap so that they can get past the tech piece and actually have really meaningful conversations about where they can move their organization. Sure. And, and as an employee, too, I mean, maybe in the tech field, you don't have to be, you know, an orator or somebody who's a great speaker or whatever the case might be. But you still have to communicate what you're doing, why you're doing it and why it needs to be done mm -hmm. uh, to. And because a lot of times the people who are doing the hiring, they they only know so much, mm -hmm. you know, uh, that's why they're hiring you because you're the expert in that field. Correct. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, so what are some of the other maybe issues that um, creating that uh, connection between a potential employee and an employer? What are some of the other things that you come up across uh, uh, when you're working with people? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, one of the bigger challenges that I see typically when a company engages me, they're having trouble hiring. So, um, you know, whether that's, you know, a, a reputation on the street, right? Like you, you hear about that where there's companies that just, you know, some teams or some, some companies have poor reputations or just kind of the, um, maybe people aren't aware of them. They just have a lack of reputation, um, but also retention. Um, so I see a lot of companies come to me when they're having retention issues um, because they're, they're telling me, you know, we don't have succession planning because people aren't staying. So, right. um, you know, I'm engaged to help them hire, but then they're telling me I need this person for three to five years and I need future leaders um, because they don't have that succession plan because of the, the retention issue that they're having. So in that case, it becomes a team effort, right? So now mm -hmm. we're not hiring a candidate to put the team, I'm coaching that, that entire team. So I'm working with that engineering team saying, okay, here's how everyone communicates. Here's the manager's leadership style. And you know, here's the type of personalities that are going to do well with this leadership style. And here are some that aren't going to. So I'd say that, you know, the reasons that I'm brought in are trouble hiring, trouble retaining and lack of succession planning. So I would imagine then the, the retention part of it, that has a lot. I mean, you, you're talking about teams and everything, but I think that also has a lot to do with leadership too, and that leadership style and how mm -hmm. uh, the employees uh, receive information and, and not only information, but just how they perceive the company as a whole. So you're working with that, uh, that employer or that manager uh, to help them work on their leadership skills too. Is that correct? Correct. And I think, you know, that's where a lot of us, um, we have a saying in giant, like everyone else can see the broccoli in our teeth, except for us. Right. Um, so that's, that's one of those things where, um, you know, having the, the unicorn title, I think it softens the blow when I have to give some, some harsh feedback. Right. But, um, no one's mad at a unicorn. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's that, it's that feedback of, do you understand that your communication style is micromanaging? And that comes from a place of you, not necessarily your employees. So because mm -hmm. you're micromanaging, you're trying to protect yourself or you're trying to protect your team members. And where is that coming from? Is that coming from your leader? Is that coming from things that have happened to you in the past? You know, here are some of the issues that you're seeing. Employees aren't communicating with you or they're, you know, they're leaving or they're they're applying to other positions in the company because of how you're leading them. And I would say 90 
99% of the leaders that I work with have no idea that that's how they were communicating. They mm -hmm. just didn't know how to ask for information. Do you think that like most leaders like uh, kind of a, take a, a maybe a generic approach in, in communicating with their teams? Or do you think that, you know, uh, they should be uh, the, that kind of communication should be more individualized for each employee? It definitely has to be individualized, especially when you look at um, just the the age range that we have in the workforce right now. So we have, you know, the baby boomers down to Gen Z. Gen Z, is they're in the workforce, right? So um, that's one of the things I coach on is communication style and asking your employees, how do they like to communicate? And I was leading a you know global talent acquisition team and I had people older than me. I had people younger than me. And um, what I discovered is the ones younger than me, um, you know, my Gen Z recruiters wanted to talk to me. Um, they wanted to call and have video calls and they wanted to tell me things and ask me things that I would have to tell them, I need you to follow up with me in email because I manage eight of you, right? And you're all telling me different things. And so we met in the middle. I would you know, get on a phone call and I'd hash things through with them. And then I'd ask them to summarize, you know, and send me an email uh, because I needed that physical reminder. And mm -hmm. I think a lot of managers, you know, they send out a mass blast email or, you know, we have instant messaging now. And one of the things I coach on is as a leader, it doesn't matter if you are coaching your best friend. If you send someone a ping that says, I need to talk to you. Can you jump on a call right now? You've already raised their anxiety level. Um, so it's just having that awareness of how you're communicating and asking your employees, how do you want me to communicate? Um, right. And write it well, down. Me too. <laughs> I, I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm the, I need to see it written down too. And I know we have a team here uh, at our company of, I'm the oldest, uh, hard to believe. But um, <laughs> uh, but we have a lot of young people who are working with us too, and so we all have different kinds of styles mm -hmm. and everything, and uh, and and they have a tendency to really understand you know technology uh, a lot better than I do. And um, just an example, we were I was having problems with my my calendar, and uh, it was a pretty simple fix. But I was like pulling my hair out, and as you can tell, and uh, you know, and I was like kind of like going crazy and everything, and and everybody's like nobody's getting excited about it, but I am, you know. <laughs> And, uh, you know, so it's like, well, this is what you have to do, what you have to do. And I'm like, well, can you write it down for me? So if it happens again, I can, I'm still waiting, you know, so it, <laughs> it, it, I, I totally get that. And yeah. I think that's, the, I mean, because if you're looking at uh, employers, okay, and, and not in all cases, but in a lot of cases, you're dealing with people from different generations. So right. generational type things, and we all communicate a little bit different. I, yeah. and, and so that's got to be a big uh, thing in, in business now to learn how to communicate with those different age groups, I guess. Yeah. And then you add in, you know, we're in a global workforce and we're remote now. And mm. I was working with people in Asia and Europe and Mexico and Canada, and everyone has different cultural norms, right? So mm. understanding, you know, and even out there in your same country or your same city, there's different backgrounds and cultural norms, right? And understanding where that person's coming from and being able to meet them halfway. So, you know, as a leader, you're not expected to be the end all be all right, but you are expected to make those connections and bridge that gap and, you know, help them meet you halfway. 
Right. Fantastic. I, this is all really good stuff. I hope that our audience is writing notes down and everything and passing them around. So that way, you know, we're not going to wait for the video. Call. We've got the, uh, the podcast. That's number one. But we want to write it down, too, because these are great tips. So any other tips that you can maybe provide us with? Maybe some um, maybe some examples of some of the people that you've worked with in the past and how you've uh, overcome some of their uh, problems uh, and, and found solutions. Yeah, I think, you know, when I you know, because I work on both ends, individual and, you know, company wide, yeah, I'd say individually, I get a lot of instant reward, right? When people are struggling, um, people don't come to me because they've got 10 interviews lined up, right? They come to me because nothing's working for them or nothing's happening. Right. They've been unemployed for a while and they're in dire straits. And, you know, the, the biggest piece of advice that I give to them is you are not your job, right? So if you, show up to an interview and all you can talk about is your job and what you, you know, your technical aspects, but you can't talk about who you are as a person and how you approach situations and how you accomplish things. You're not going to get that job because that's mm -hmm. all what a hiring manager is looking for. Right. And um, so my successes there are, you know, I've, I, you know, I like to tout typically when I, I get someone uh, who's, you know, dire straits and they're struggling within a couple of weeks, we've got interviews lined up because we've changed their approach. And we've changed how they're thinking about themselves from a company perspective. It's those really hard niche positions. And so, um, you know, my, my favorite example is I had to help build an engineering team and we needed 30 to 50 engineers in a relatively remote area of the state um, within a year. And I had to take recruiters that had never recruited before and teach them how to recruit and teach them how to understand technical capabilities and how to communicate that to higher level directors and C-level mm. executives that are putting the pressure on my team to hire these engineers quick, right? And you know, giving them the leadership skills and the ability to um, you know, coach up. These are 25-year-old, 26-year-old professionals that are coaching seasoned C-level executives saying, here's why the skill sets are defined and here are the concessions we need to make to meet these hiring goals. But I can tell you from a cultural piece, they meet X, Y, Z because they knew how to communicate. They knew how to assess candidates for those leadership capabilities. Um, and, and we met our hiring goals. You know, we, we hired 30 plus engineers. I don't know if anyone has ever tried to hire engineers, especially in 2021 and 2022. It was not easy. Um, and the, the team did it because they knew how to communicate and they knew mm -hmm. how to redirect and reset goals and help the executives see the priority. So if the priority was to have people in seats that were a good part of the team that was cohesive, they learned the technical pieces. They picked it up because they had that drive and that ambition and they wanted to be part of something. That's, you know, I think what I hear you saying in my mind anyway, is that if you're going to be a leader and you're going to lead people and you're going to hire people um, or, or even at the recruiter level where you're, you know, you have people that you're talking with who want a job and then people who are looking to do the hiring, you really almost have to be multilingual in a sense and be able yeah. to communicate up and down both ways. And I, you know, oddly enough, I, I do coach quite a few recruiters, um, you know, recruiters come to me and they're like, okay, I'm struggling with these hiring managers. Like, can you just help me as just, a, you know, peer to peer <laughs> professional. Um, and so I kind of work my way into companies that way too. Right. Um, but it, it is, that's the key aspect. It's being able to communicate down and up regardless of right. your level, and not being intimidated by someone's title. 
Right, exactly. Um, hey, look, we're getting pretty close to the end of this, and I I can't leave without uh, you know talking to you a little bit about your book, Confessions from a Recruiter. Can you give us a little bit of the give us the skinny on that? What's that all about? Yeah, so I have recruited for about fifteen years now. Um, so in in a mix of in house and in agency. So what I did was I, I looked at the job search process from a candidate's perspective, but gave you a recruiter and hiring manager perspective on it. So it is, you know, everything from I need to find a job to now I've got an offer and I'm starting and here's how I onboard and make sure I'm successful. And then I I sprinkled some stories, um, some recruiting battle wounds that I have, some of the things that I've not done well, some of the things I've experienced. Um, you know, hopefully um, some of the humor helps people that are struggling a little bit. And I, uh, you know, as you struggle and you try to find your your next position and you're struggling with these interviews, um, you know, I hope that um, people grab the book and know that um, no matter how bad you think your interview went, I've probably seen worse. (laughs) (laughs) Hold your head up high. Um, There you go. And, uh, you know, it's really just designed to help the job seeker really appreciate, you know, the other side of it too. And I think if you know what the other side looks like, you're better equipped to, you know, have those difficult conversations or, you know, keep, chugging along when things get rough. Um, you can kind of right. tailor your and, and land those interviews. I love it. Yeah. Recruiters are people too, right? They are. <laughs> we are. <laughs> um, very resilient people. <laughs> I gotcha. So how do we find your book? Um, you can purchase it off my website or on Amazon. Um, and I have hard copy, paperback, and Kindle all available. All right. Fantastic. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our audience with? Um, yeah, I think my the the thing that I always coach people is, you know, besides the broccoli in your teeth, is just take a moment of self-reflection. And if you're having a hard time finding a position or you're struggling to hire, you know, take a look and kind of reset your goals and priorities and, and really think about what your end goal is versus the here and now. So I think when we're looking at leadership, often we have that idea that we have to have, you know, that five-year plan, um, you know, what can you do to make sure that that five-year plan actually happens, but you're still meeting your goals? Fantastic. And and Jamie, if our audience wants to get in contact with you to find out more about you or about your services, how do they go about mm-hmm. doing that? I am on LinkedIn. I'm very easy to find on LinkedIn. Um, otherwise, my website is unicornrecruitmentandcareerservices.com and uh, email is info at unicornrecruitmentandcareerservices.com. Outstanding. The Unicorn Coach, Jamie Schmidt. We do appreciate you being on the show today. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Hey, that's our show for today. So thrilled you could be with us. Business Breakthroughs is sponsored by Titan Media Works. Check us out at titanmediaworks.com. That is work spelled W-O-R-X. And also check out all of our other great hosts on the Small Business Delivered Network at smallbusinessdelivered.com. Until next time, have a great day. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.